Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Getting a divorce, even thinking about getting a divorce, can be overwhelming, scary, and sometimes exciting. Join divorce coach and mediator Mandy Walker for conversations about divorce. The more you know, the easier it will be to make your divorce healthier, less stressful, and to put it behind you. Here's Mandy. Welcome to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about divorce and social security. Now, putting aside questions of whether social security is going to be around... Understanding what happens to your social security in divorce is just as important as figuring out any other financial asset. The closer you are to retirement age, the more important this issue is. And it is particularly important if you've been the non-working spouse or if your spouse is the higher income earner. Joining me today to give us a primer on social security benefits in divorce is Leah Hadley from Great Lakes Divorce Financial Solutions. Leah is a seasoned financial professional. She's committed to helping her clients make wise financial decisions before, during, and after divorce. Welcome, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. So, Leah, what we are really concerned about for today's talk is the divorce spouse social security benefit. And I was wondering, if could you just give us, in a nutshell what that benefit is? Sure, absolutely. So um, in a nutshell, if your marriage lasted at least 10 years or longer, um, you may be eligible to collect on your ex-spouse's Social Security record. Um, Now, there are some criteria that you have to qualify in order to be able to collect on it, um, but that 10-year mark is kind of what we focus on. So if you are married for at least 10 years or longer, you may be eligible to collect on your ex-spouse's record. Great. And thank you for making that so clear and in a nutshell, because I've got lots more questions on this. So I know it's not as simple as that. But my first one is, you know, this benefit kicks in if you've been married for 10 years. So if you've been married for nine years or eight and a half years, you might really want to consider delaying divorce until you've passed that 10-year mark. You're absolutely right. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons that people get divorced. And sometimes, you know, it just really doesn't make sense to wait. Uh, But if it's possible, um, I've seen some cases where people were just a few months shy of that 10-year mark. Um, And if they could have just extended out even just the process a little bit longer, they would have been eligible for that benefit. Um, So being very aware of kind of how long the divorce, or excuse me, how long the marriage has gone on for, as well as how long that divorce process is going to be, if you're around that 10-year mark, is really important. And would you know if, if you had a legal separation where you are still married, does that still qualify you as being married for Social Security purposes? It does. 
Okay, so that might be an option too, is to go ahead with a legal separation and hold off on the divorce. So um, I can see where people would think if you were the spouse who had the Social Security benefit, you're going to be concerned like, ah, what do you mean? I'm giving away part of my benefit. But that's another feature of this is that if your spouse does claim the divorce spouse benefit, it doesn't impact your benefit. It doesn't reduce it. Yeah, that's correct. And you're absolutely right. That is a concern that I always hear um, from the spouse where um, they would be collecting on that record. There's always a concern. I really encourage people when they're going through the divorce process for both parties to pull their Social Security records at that time. And you can get those statements right on the Social Security website at ssa.gov. You just create a login for yourself and you can access your own statement at that time. But I really do encourage both parties to access that statement when they're going through the process. And so that way they both know where they stand um, in terms of that Social Security benefit. In particular, more and more people are getting divorced as they get closer and closer to retirement. And so as you're closer and closer to that retirement age, that obviously that statement is going to be more reflective and more accurate as to what the benefit earned will be. Um, so whenever I tell people, yeah, you need to pull that statement, I always get that question, well, you know, what if he or she's collecting on my record? How does that impact my benefit? And it has no impact whatsoever. In fact, your ex does not need to know that you're collecting on their record right. at all. You don't need to contact them. You just work directly through the Social Security office to make it happen. And um, thank you. That's I like your point about going to social ssa.gov and getting your Social Security statement. As a discipline, that's something we should all be doing once a year. And I know that they send you reminders once you've signed up. But I think as part of the divorce process, too, you should actually exchange those statements because then you you do know you um, one of the important things that you need is a social security number to be able to apply for the divorce spouse's benefit, isn't it? It's helpful to have it. Um, if you don't have that number, you can work with the Social Security Administration in order to be able to get that information. Um, and even if you just have access to one of your old tax returns, you can get it right. on there. Um, but yes, it's certainly ha it's easier to have easy access to it for sure. Okay, so let's dive into some of those nitty gritty details. If um, I know that, when would I want to claim my divorce spouse benefit as opposed to my own benefit? W w how does that get figured out? Right. So what you want to look at is how much your benefit is, what you've earned, and then the spousal benefit is 50%. Um, so if 50% of your ex's uh, benefit is higher than your benefit, um, you actually first claim your benefit and then the Social Security will be paying you the difference between the two. Um, so if 50% of your ex's benefit is higher, um, then you would want to make sure to claim both benefits. Okay. Um, and when can I claim it? Does it matter what age my now former spouse is? So that's a it depends kind of a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so if you are getting divorced very close to that age of collecting Social Security, you do need to be divorced for at least two years to be able to collect on their record. So that's important to know. 
Um, and then the other thing is if your ex is eligible for Social Security but is choosing not to collect on it, you still can collect on their record. So you don't have to wait until they're taking it. Okay. All right. But then, but the point is that your ex has to be eligible. So if you, if your ex is younger than you and you're in retirement and you're eligible to start collecting, whether that's 62 or you're choosing at 65 or something, you might still have to wait until your ex is eligible. Right. So you can start collecting on your own record. Um, and then once that that other uh, benefit is available to you, then you can start collecting on that as well. Okay. Okay. Um, and does the, I know that Social Security, you can postpone drawing it um, until you're at later age. Does, is that, a, is there a benefit to that? Like, does the amount of my benefit as a divorced spouse increase? Absolutely. So you can, anybody can start taking Social Security who has earned a benefit um, beginning at age 62. I really strongly encourage people to sit down and look at Social Security strategically in terms of their overall financial plan, um, because the reality is Social Security income is a large portion of people's income in retirement a lot of times. And so you really want to be able to maximize that income. Um, and a lot of times people don't really think about Social Security as an asset, um, but it is something that you've been paying into. And so you do want to get the highest possible return on that particular um, benefit. And so in order to do that, it's really important to look at your overall plan, um, look at your other sources of income, determine when you really need to take Social Security. Um, but you also want to look at things like life expectancy, if there's any health concerns, those kind of things. Um, but every year that you delay it, you are getting an increase in the benefit amount. Um, so if you are able to delay it a few years, um, then you're going to be able to get a little bit more. If you can delay it as long as possible, you're going to get the maximum benefit. Um, so it really just depends on your overall plan when it makes sense to start taking okay. it. Um, and that is what you're saying there to me. Um, that would push me to seeking the help of an expert to help me with that social security planning because that's already starting to boggle my mind. <laughs> yeah, it does. You're right. It absolutely gets a little bit complicated. Um, and I do think it is important to sit down with somebody who really is not only familiar with social security, but also those divorce benefits as right. well. Um, and so a certified divorce financial analyst is that's the designation where a professional spends more time in continuing education on divorce-specific topics. I think they tend to be the most well-versed as it relates to the divorce issues. Um, but certainly a financial planner who has the uh, Social Security strategic planning background is going to be tremendously helpful in helping you determine when the best time to take that benefit right. is. Um, so an another question here is, um, so that's what happens, let's say my former spouse is, is older than me or that I've chosen to delay my Social Security benefit, what happens if my former spouse dies before I start drawing the divorced spouse benefit? Does that mean I, I lose that benefit? That's a really good question. So the, uh, you actually, as long as you were married for that 10-year period, you may be eligible for a surviving divorced spouse benefit. 
Um, and so that benefit is actually a little bit different. Um, it's similar to, I know, <laughs> um, it's similar to a, a widow or a widower's benefit um, in that you actually may be able to get the full amount um, of your ex's benefit. So whatever amount they would have been eligible for, instead of 50%, you would actually be eligible for 100%. Now, um, that is not, you're not going to be eligible for that if you remarry before age 60. Um, so that's another trick there. Sometimes people do wait to remarry. If they're looking at getting remarried, they wait until after 60 for that reason. Um, so there's some tricky numbers. I know there's a lot of different, like, little details. Um, but you are potentially eligible to collect on that full benefit, and it does not matter if your ex remarried and somebody else is collecting on that benefit too, that you have, um, you're not impacted by that at all. Okay. So I've got a couple of observations there. Wow. So sure. like one person, if they've like my ex, if they'd remarried, two people could claim that surviving spouse benefit. Well, no wonder social security is in difficulty. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but that's good to know. Um, you had mentioned there that um, you have to be unmarried. Do you have to be unmarried to get the divorced spouse benefit at the time you claim it? Um, so, yes. So on the surviving spouse, you can actually be remarried as long as you remarried after age 60. Right. Um, but on the just the regular divorced uh, spouse benefit, um, you're not eligible if you are remarried. Okay. Okay. And then what happens if you are drawing the um, divorce spouse benefit and you get remarried? If you're already drawing. So it's one of those things where it kind of depends. So if you are remarrying, um, you actually, then you have a different benefit that's available to you. So that's through your new spouse. Um, and so you would be eligible for the spousal benefit with that person, um, but not with the ex. So it could be the same amount. It could be less. It could be more. Um, but that would be the spousal benefit that's available to you if you remarry. Okay. So again, it's like before you remarry, go talk to your social security planning expert and get them to help you figure out what getting married will do to the benefit. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it really can have a huge impact. Um, and there are all these little nuanced rules. So even within the bigger ones that I've talked about already, there's there's those little nuances. Yeah. Um, so it is important to talk to somebody. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, so what if I die before I start drawing my Social Security benefit, either my own or my divorced spouse's benefit? I should know this, but um, can I designate a beneficiary and would they receive the remaining benefit? So unfortunately that is not the case. Um, it does depend if you do have some dependents that are still under the age of 18. Um, so there are some benefits that are available to them. Okay. Um, likewise, even if you, um, and that's one of those tricky things where even if you are uh, remarried, but you are taking care of children that you had with an ex, who passed, there may be benefits available to you. But otherwise, no. Um, once somebody's over the age of 18, um, there's not going to be an ongoing benefit that's available uh, to assign to somebody okay. else. Okay. All right. So 
that's kind of an like a it, it's not necessarily a good rule but um at least it's nice and clear what that that benefit is um leah i have a ton more questions for you but we're going to take a short break here with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Conversations About Divorce, and today we're talking about Social Security and divorce. My guest today is Leah Hadley from Great Lakes Divorce Financial Solutions. Leah is a seasoned financial professional. She's committed to helping her clients make wise financial decisions before, during, and after divorce. And Leah, you have a guide on financial recovery for our listeners. I do. Uh, You can access that free download at afteryourdivorce.com. So that is a guide that kind of goes through all the important details you need to keep in mind as you're recovering financially after a divorce. So that's at afteryourdivorce.com. Sounds like a great, great resource. And and as well, listeners, Leah's website is greatlakesdfs.com. I'll put the link on the show page so you'll be able to go there. Um, so let me see that another question for you, and I know I'm bombarding you with this. I'm sorry. Um, what if... Um, your spouse is already drawing Social Security when you get divorced. How does that change things? Um, If your spouse is already drawing Social Security at the time of your divorce, um, it doesn't really uh, have an impact. So you would still be eligible for that benefit. Um, And if you are already collecting on their record, because remember, it's a spousal benefit as well as a divorce spousal right. benefit, right? So if you're already collecting on that record, you can continue to collect on okay. it. Okay, okay. So it's really this uh, this matters um, up until the point that you start start claiming. Um, can we talk a little bit about if I have a pension through like a, a teaching um, public te- public system? Absolutely. Because I, as I understand it, that there is an offset with Social Security for that? That is correct. Um, and it's really designed. So if you think about it, when somebody is employed with one of the public pension plans, they are contributing to that public pension instead of uh, contributing to Social Security. The Social Security spousal benefit was really designed um, for those who maybe stayed at home um, or worked in a a relatively low-income job to be able to have some kind of a benefit through their marriage, through that spouse, um, and and especially if that person were to pass away. But the idea wasn't if the, um, the spouse was working in a public pension and contributing to that public pension, that then they would be able to collect on both. And so there is an offset, um, and in a lot of cases, particularly if you are collecting, you know, an, an entire, like you worked your whole career and you're getting your public pension, you may not be eligible for any Social Security or a very, very limited amount. There is a calculator on the Social Security website 
that I frequently use with clients. It can be a little confusing, I'll be honest. Um, but it, I know, we're like with everything else, right? Um, but it can give you an idea if you are collecting a public pension and you might have a Social Security benefit, what that would mean, so what the ultimate calculation will be. Um, in addition to that, I always really encourage people who are um, – going through the divorce process and talking about the public pensions to think about that social security offset as well. So keep in mind, a lot of times people are just kind of splitting things down the middle um, when they're looking at dividing up assets in a divorce. But for a public pension, um, that is a divisible asset in a divorce. Social security is not a divisible asset in a divorce. So if one person is working for an entity and um, they are a member of that pension and, and contributing to that pension and not contributing to Social Security, their spouse is contributing to Social Security. Um, a lot of cases, it may not be um, real equal if you just divide that pension in half because the spouse still gets their full Social Security benefit that they've earned during the marriage and you're giving up half of your pension benefit. And so that is one of those complexities that when I'm working with clients, we talk a lot about how do you really look at the retirement assets and do what is considered fair. So remember, Social Security isn't an asset that's divisible during a divorce, but it's still that benefit that was earned during the course of the marriage um, that is very similar to a benefit that was earned in a public pension. And different states do have some different case law around that. I'm glad issue. that you raised that point because that was uh, one of the questions that I wanted to ask. Because you're you're right. Oftentimes, um, I don't. I think Social Security is kind of pushed to one side, and maybe that's the right way to do it. If people both, if both the parties have um, their own retirement assets, but I hear you when you say that when there's a, a public pen, a pension from a public system like a teacher's or a police or, or fire, that that may not be the most equitable way of looking at the division. So that right. would point to that, you know, again, going back to your earlier point of the importance of getting your, both of you getting your social security statement so you could see what the projections are for your social security benefit and that would give the professionals that you're working with the the information that they need to help um, create a, a more equitable settlement. You're absolutely right. And I do caution people that these are all financial issues that I'm talking about. Um, and attorneys offer fantastic legal advice. And they have lots and lots of training on the legal issues around um, the divorce. They don't always have as much training on the financial issues. So some of these pension-related issues, the Social Security issues, um, some attorneys really have spent a lot of time to educate themselves on these topics. But I, I have noticed that a lot of the people that I work with are surprised that their attorney um, didn't provide them more information when it comes to either how to divide the pension, what the options are, what the options are with Social Security. And I would just say there are professionals out there, like I, I had mentioned before, the Certified Divorce Financial Analysts, and you can find them um, on the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts website. They have a search function, and you can find somebody near you who's, who's done that training. They're going to really be the one who's well-versed in these financial issues, and it's important to be proactive and really 
really fully understand all of the different retirement accounts that you're looking at and what your options are um, when you're when you're dividing these assets because a lot of times like I said the attorneys don't have the background um, when it comes to some of these very specific right. financial topics. But I, I, um, and I agree I agree with you I've run into that myself um, and then I'm a certified divorce financial analyst but I can tell you that I clearly need to do some studying up on social security because I'm not nowhere near as familiar with it <laughs> as you are um, I do like the point that you make about um, making sure that you consider the social security benefit of the um, privately employed individual when you're offsetting a public pension. So let let, let me jump back Absolutely. to another thing that we touched on. We touched on um, the surviving spouse benefit and the that could still be payable even if your ex had remarried. Um, let's flip that around and let's say that you've been married several times um, and you could claim the divorce spouse benefit from several spouses. I'm assuming you can only claim it from one. Um, and presumably then you're going to claim it from the spouse who has the larger benefit. That is my understanding as well, but I can honestly say I've never run into that. Um, okay. But that is my right. And then I'm assuming too, like if you start claiming it from one, you can't switch your mind and change it and start from claiming from another later on. Well, I'm not sure about that because <laughs> typically the way the rules work is that you can always get the maximum benefit available to you. Um, and so if there is a higher benefit amount that is that you're eligible for, typically that's the one you know that right. you would collect on. Wow. So that again points to really when you're getting into social security really finding an expert to help advise you um i mean have you found the going to the social security office and doing this yourself people have had success with that it's so hit or miss sometimes people just get these wonderful people at the social security office who are really able to answer their questions and walk through uh the stuff with them and sometimes they just get actually misinformation um, directly from the Social Security office. And sometimes I, I tell people just ask ask another person because um, they haven't gotten accurate information. So unfortunately, it is hit or miss. Um, at the end of the day, to get the records that we need, we usually do have to work directly with the Social Security office to get those records. Um, and so I really try to help empower clients to know exactly what to ask. Um, and make sure that they are getting the information that they need, as well as making sure that they're doing what they need to right. maximize that benefit. So, Leah, we, we are coming up on time here, but I wondered if you had one more tip that you want to make sure that you share about the divorce spouse benefit. Oh, well, I, I would just focus on that 10 years. I can't tell you how important that is and how much it breaks my heart when somebody misses that 10-year mark by just a couple of months. Um, so if, if I could leave any lasting, I know I threw a lot of different ages and numbers out there, but that 10 years, um, if you're coming up on 10 years of marriage and your spouse earns significantly more than you do, um, if you can make it last that 10 years, that's going to make a huge impact on your retirement right, income and your future. Right, and it's so important to be looking at what your post-divorce finances are going to be. 
Um, I'm also going to add to that is like before you go remarrying, especially if you're close to drawing Social Security yourself, you really want to look and see what sort of impact that's going to make on your benefit. Absolutely. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that it's hard to keep all these rules straight and there always seems to be like two or three caveats to everything, but you did an awesome job of walking us through that. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this it. This is my guest today is Leah Hadley from Great Lakes Divorce Financial Solutions. Leah is a seasoned financial professional committed to helping her clients make wise financial decisions before, during, and after divorce. And you can tell that she knows her social security stuff inside out. Leah's website is greatlakesdfs.com. I'll put that link in the show page and as well as on the blog. And Leah, do you want to give your download for the financial recovery one more time? Absolutely. You can get your free financial recovery guide at afteryourdivorce.com. How you divide your financial assets has a profound impact on your financial future. And that's why you should not ignore the social security question. At the very least, you want to determine if you're likely to be eligible for the divorced spouse's social security benefit. If you're eligible, then it's smart to get some projections for what that la- the benefit would likely be. And then you can use that in your financial planning. And you can also use it in the negotiations for your dividing of your assets. Getting the information means that you're making informed decisions and taking responsibility for your future. And that's the big takeaway here. It's about taking responsibility for your future. I want to thank you for listening today. If you hop over to my blog, SinceMyDivorce.com, you'll find a synopsis of this conversation. And you can follow me at SinceMyDivorce on Twitter and on Facebook. You can follow Leah on Twitter and Facebook as well at Great Lakes DFS. I hope you'll join us again next time for more conversations about divorce. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.